Well, welcome everybody to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Heather Webster and I am the host of Save by Mother Earth podcast, where we talk about self-connection through spirituality and nature. And today I have Robin Thomas here, and she's going to share a little bit about what she does as a happiness coach and all the other things that she does. She's an amazing woman. So I'm so excited to have you here today, Robin. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm really excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Of course. Now share with us a little bit about what you do and how you got on this journey of becoming who you are and how that has to do with self-connection. Uh, who am I? I, someone recently introduced me as a wildly enthusiastic, crazy person. And I was like, oh, I love that. Like, that's my new, that's how I introduce myself from now on. Um, so wildly enthusiastic, crazy person. And I think, I think, frankly, I probably have, have always been this. Um, but I grew up in a world where it was just not okay. It just was not okay to be as, as like, rainbow as I am. So, so I tried really hard to contain it for a really long time and I'm just not capable. Like I just am not capable of it. So, so it came out sideways and anger and rage and all kinds of craziness. So, um, so, so I spent a long, long, long time trying to figure out that what fix what's broken, just tell me what's wrong, fix it. And I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Just tell me what it is. And then I finally figured out that there was nothing wrong with me. And then I was kind of, I was pretty like when I finally got to like that place of like, wow, I'm actually pretty, pretty cool. And someone can, can, can introduce me as an amazing woman. I'll be like, yes, thank you. Um, That's when I just was like, oh, this is people need this stuff. People really, truly need to know that they're completely okay as is, as is. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I call myself a happiness coach. Cause really what I'm, what I'm all about is, is teaching people to fall in love with themselves like really truly in love with themselves is like the best thing that's ever happened to them yeah and I love that because I think so many times even now you watch like kids growing up they're not allowed to be who they are and you see it all the time I love how you talked about it like it comes out in anger and frustration and all of that I remember a time where I was like in high school and skipping down the hallway when I saw friends that I liked. Right. And it was just like, all of a sudden I realized at one point, I don't know when that that was not okay. And now I'm like, wait a minute, why is that not okay? Right. Why shouldn't we skip down the hallway when we see somebody that we enjoy spending time with? Like, why isn't that okay? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it's, I think a lot of times I've heard this from clients that I support that they almost don't feel like they deserve to be happy or that they're worthy of happiness. Do you see that in your work? You know, I do think that I think that I think what happens is we get told who we are is not okay. I think that happens in it happens as a society. It happens as a, as like a like a gender thing. It happens as like well-meaning intentioned parents or like that that the people trying to like domesticate us to fit into some mold. And and so we get told that who we are isn't okay. So then so then we start that self-judgment of like not good enough, not okayness because we get told that we're not okay and and so 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 I think there is that level of like we're not even allowed to have joy or happiness or passion because there's something inherently wrong with us and that's really gets drilled into us from a very young age right so so I think that that is true and I think part of the work that we do is unpacking that so that we can actually 
allow ourselves joy and passion and happiness and like, you know, let's go up and be, you know, and I also think there's a fear around that, right? People are afraid to let be too happy because then something bad could happen, right? Waiting for the shoe to drop kind of thing. Right. So yeah. you must have gone through your own journey. Oh, yes. yes. So can you share a little bit about the work you've done for yourself that could also potentially help the listeners? Uh, so I have been like a personal development junkie for like I don't know, 25, 20, probably my whole adult life, right? Like I collect certificates and degrees and like I just, I have an alphabet of letters after my name. Um, all, it was really, it was always in service of like fix what's broken in me, right? And then, you know, in early, the early 2000s, I started doing energy medicine. I took my first Reiki course and um, I was like, oh, this is, this is cool stuff. And, and then I, I, you know, I went to Reiki master level, I'm at Reiki teacher. And then, and then I started doing more in holistic healing. And then I took a coaching course in 2010. I can remember, I can remember texting or calling my, my wife at the time, or I don't think we were married yet. And I, I, maybe whatever, we had just gotten married. We are now since divorced, but whatever, whatever our relationship status was, then I called and I was like, you don't understand. Like, this is amazing, right? This is like crazy stuff. We're going to be, it's going to be amazing. This is, um, and she used to constantly say that she liked Western Mass Robin because I was totally calm and zen and like, it's totally all good. Um, <laughs> so it, it was a long, long, long journey. Um, I took a couple of different coaching certifications. Like I really, I got a master's degree in counseling. Like it was always like in service of like helping other people, but also fix what's broken in me. Um, and, and then in 2016, I, I lost everything. Like I, my, my marriage and my home and my family and my, like everything, I got myself fired from my job cause I was losing my mind. And I, I went into this like darkness this darkness of like what is all this and so I've done this work forever why am I still here in this dark place and I it was that was what I would say it was my dark night of my soul like I was I was lost for a long time and it took I was like okay you've been doing this work forever and everybody tells you that you're enough as is it's perfectly so so I, so I was like okay if that's actually true let's start there I don't believe it yet. I don't believe it yet, but let's start there and see where we go. So that's when I started really doing some like daily practices around mirror work and, and Ho'oponopono um, and learning to just like come to come into, come into connection with my feelings and, and what, what I, you know, Ho'oponopono is the first phrase is I love you. And I couldn't say it to myself. I couldn't say it to myself. So, so, so I, I, st- I practiced it every day until I could say that. Um, and it was really, that was, a, that I think that was with the moment that it changed for me. It was like when I finally surrendered because I had nothing left, I had nothing left. So I was like, okay, start here. And that was really, that's what, that was a turning point. But that was, that was, that was in 2016 into 17. My dark night was a I, I needed to learn it for a long time. And it, <laughs> right. And everybody I talk to that's done this work says they had to get to like, some people say rock bottom or dark night, right? Like they have to get to this point where there's like something needs to change. And I like how you actually were able to sh- say like, okay, these people are saying this to me. I don't believe it yet, but they see it in me. Right. So there might be something there. So what's Honopono? 
I'm saying it totally wrong. Ho'oponopono. So Ho'oponopono is um, a Hawaiian prayer. It's a Hawaiian practice of forgiveness. Um, and, the, and the concept is that everything in life is just really a reflection of you everything there's nothing that's external everything like and i don't care globally you can talk about anything in the globe anything that is in your energy field is a reflection of you and what you're doing is then taking responsibility for all of it so it's so it's like you're clearing it inside of you and, and what happens is then the external reflection now has a different reflection because it, it, it's reflecting back what's inside of you. So there it's four phrases. It's very simple. I love you, which is like that connection with the divine of there has only ever been love. I'm sorry. Again, there's that responsibility, please. Please, please forgive me. I own what my responsibility is in this. Please forgive me that I've forgotten that it was only ever love. And thank you. Gratitude for whatever it is and how it's all showed up. And, and, and that practice has like, like, you know, sometimes I, I, at the beginning, I would be like, I'm so sorry that I ignored me. I ignored us for so long that we can't, we don't even know how to, we don't have any, we don't know who we are. I'm so sorry that, 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 we can't walk without pain. There was so much there that was, and I just would let it out and I would weep just sideways kind of tear. It just like, please forgive me. And I was, I would look at my, I would look myself in the mirror and just be like that intimacy of like talking to my soul, right. Or my inner child. I don't even know, but like all of it. And, and that practice of Ho'oponopono, I think saved my life. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes the hardest thing, like you said, like looking at yourself in the mirror is such a deep practice and right. People think they look at themselves in the mirror every day when they're brushing their hair and, but they're really not looking at themselves. They're just kind of looking at them brushing, like they're brushing their hair. Or they're looking at their flaws or they're looking at what's wrong or they're looking at like, oh, this pimple that I have on my chin or they're looking at like, why does my hair not flow or this the extra 10 pounds, whatever it is, you're not looking at yourself with love and compassion, even if you are looking at yourself, right? It's not, it's not with affection, right? Well, it's interesting because I find, and I've talked with clients and just in general with my like kind of the people that follow me, that gratitude is a huge thing for me. So gratitude and for everybody. And I, I find gratitude is probably one of those easier pieces of those four that you mentioned, because it's yes. able, because it's sometimes easy to be grateful for external things, but maybe not as easy to be grateful for the things that are internal. Do you find that one or two of those are much harder for clients? Or do you find there's different clients that struggle with different pieces of that? I think that sometimes the gratitude piece for, you know, I'm a firm believer that nothing has ever happened to you. Nothing has ever happened to you. It has only ever happened for you. And I don't care what it is. I don't care what the, what trauma it was. It has only ever happened for you. And our, our job is to clear out all of the, all of the emotion that's attached to it that says that should never have happened. Because if it should never have happened, then it wouldn't have happened. 
the reality is it did happen. So now we just have to make peace with it. So I think sometimes that gratitude piece is challenging because it's, it's, it's one thing to be grateful for something, grateful for your house, grateful for your kids, your dog, whatever. But it's really, it's a very different thing to be grateful in something. I'm grateful for this trigger because it shows me what my edge is. Ooh. I'm grateful for the emotion that, that I, that I can excavate what's here because it, it tells me what's, where's the healing. But, but that, that moment, like even, even in my darkest night when I was completely, I couldn't, I would like just weep for, I would just sit up at night and I just couldn't sleep. So I would weep. I knew at that moment it was in service of something greater. So I would just be like, okay, I'm grateful for this, but it's bigger than me. So I, I would talk to whatever is out the God, divine. I'd just be like, okay, help me, help me through this because I can't do this on my own. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. So right. Cause even in your darkest time, it's so it's easier to say things like, yes, my life is horrible right now, but at least I have a spoon. <laughs> versus saying like, yes, this is really challenging. And how strong am I that I'm able to make it through, or this is going to serve me in the long run. I was re recently talking to a friend of mine who had been through a lot in her, her life um, and struggled with past relationships and things like that. And I had brought that idea up of like, how was that for you? What was in it for you that that happened? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what did it give you? What, what, what did it provide you? Or what did it, how did you grow or develop from that? And she really, like, it was such a really hard concept. And then we started to talk more and she's like, I wouldn't be where I am career-wise without that. Right. Right. Like it, she ended up serving others because of what she went through as a child or as an adolescent. Exactly exactly it like it made you a better advocate it made you stronger it made you more powerful like whatever it was you could look at anything and and have that same level of like there's a before and an after and I wouldn't be the same I wouldn't be the person I am now without that thing happening that that it was it, it that's it's like such a true thing that like when we can take the lens of this was the best thing that ever happened to me for me it's like you can you can take the the air out of you can take the, the pressure out of that intensity you still it, it's not that you're forgetting it you're not letting it you're not like but forgiveness happens when we when there's no longer a, a like an intensity around it so it's like you're right there's so much that like you wouldn't be the person you are without this thing that happened that you had that you went through Yep. And I think forgiveness is such a hard thing because you're not forgiving the person for what they did, but you're forgiving yourself a little bit. Can you speak to that a little bit? Cause I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of how do I forgive somebody without saying it's okay that they hurt me in that way? Yes. Yes. So, so, and that's such a, cause for, you know, we, there's a lot of talk about forgiveness as a gift you give yourself and all these things, but I think that's their, their, they're very um, cerebral concepts. They're very tied to your thought process. Um, but but forgiveness is a is an emotional piece. Forgiveness is like, I, there's like I, what I call them. I read Madeline Lingo wrote a book I, when I was a little kid. I she was one of my favorite authors, and she wrote. Um, a wrinkle in time. And then she wrote two subsequent books, a, a swiftly tilting planet and a wind in the doorway. Um, and in one of the books, she talked about something called a might have been like Meg and Charles Wallace, and they have to go save the world from these 
the world is on the brink of destruction and they have to travel in time to say to fix the might have been that caused all of this destruction in the first place and i feel like events that happen traumas and I use trauma as a word that like anytime you had an emotional response to something that you didn't know how to handle or you were told that you're not that who you are is not OK. Those are traumas. Right. That's not like it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be little micro things, but they're still traumas. So anytime your emotional energy is tied up in those things, that's the might have been. And so forgiveness is a way to untangle your energy. So, so it's like, it's like giving yourself permission to have felt what you felt at the time and, and maybe even feel it now in real time in service of allowing it to not be ruling your life anymore. It's, you're taking the charge out of that emotional experience by allowing yourself to feel the depth of the pain that you felt then that was overwhelming and you didn't have the tools and resources or ability to feel and you feel it now and you give yourself that that compassion that affection that like hey it's okay i know it was scary then but i've got you now there's like a there's like a a partnership that happens so then you're not necessarily forgiving that person that did something to you that person was just the catalyst for you to do some healing work wow okay so yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> that's that's fantastic that was so powerful because i think that's what a lot of people struggle with of like how do i balance this idea of like people are telling me i need to forgive but what does that mean and how is that done so thank you for kind of giving that to the listeners a little bit more about what that means and what that looks like and how it's connection to emotion in yourself and separated from the actual physical act of what could have happened. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, it's thought to, this isn't to say that, like, I know that's, a, it's very trippy. There's a very, like very intense concepts. And it's not to say that those things that happened to us were, were okay or that they, you know, Again, you're not forgetting that it happened. You're not like, you're not like, I don't want to say letting people off the hook or any of that stuff, but like you're, you're just taking back your power from it. Yes. Yeah. And I think in that taking back the power, you're also giving yourself power of like self-love and self-connection and you're, you're building that self-confidence. So like, I feel like it's threefold of not only are you getting power, your power back, but that whole thing is going to lift you up yes, in such a powerful way. Because so, then you have your own energy, you have your own power back, which means you can actually be present in this moment, which, so now you get to create what you want. Now you're not, now you're not a victim. Victims are dead, right? Now you get to co-create with the universe because your energy's here. So now what is it you want as opposed to what you don't want? And how cool Just is it when you co-create? It's yes. <laughs> so, okay. So here's a question for you. I'm just kind of, kind of coming up with questions as they come into me. Yeah. Um, are you happy all the time? Because yeah. let's be honest, like people think I'm a health coach. I'm healthy all the time. Not true. Right. Of like, are you happy all the time? And obviously I know the answer is not going to be yes. And what does that look like for you when it's 
you're in that space and how do you kind of, I'm guessing you probably use some of the same techniques that you share with your clients for yourself. 100% true. 100% true. I, 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 I recognize that I, I can't have this much passion and enthusiasm and hap- and real happiness without also having that equal level of depth and darkness and sadness. Right. So, so, so there are, there are times when I, I really am in a, a dark place and I, I have trained myself. I've learned over the years that when I'm in that place, my immediate reaction for years and years and years, like probably 40 of my 46 years was to escape it. I'm out of here, right? Do whatever, some kind of distraction, some kind of whatever addiction. I've trained myself that when I'm in that darkness to sit in it, to sit in that discomfort of like sadness and feel it, even like as much with as much reverence and passion as I do for the happiness, like to sit in the sadness or the, or the fear or the pain until it's no longer uncomfortable, right? Until it no longer is running my life. Then I can start to do the work and, and, and have, like, I'll have conversations with my inner child when she, whenever she's anxious, I'll be like, what's, what's here? What's up? But one day I was like, who in here is anxious? And I was like, everybody, like the whole, I was like, okay, we need a team meeting. Like, what is this? Right? <laughs> um, but it's like sitting and staying in that, in that discomfort. Right. And, and, and really allowing the emotion. What is it that I'm feeling and why do I feel it? Or where did it come from? Or when do I remember feeling this feeling? Because that's how, that's, I can, I can only go as high as I am willing to go into the darkness. Because you can't know happiness unless you know the sadness, sadness. or darkness, right? It's like, Absolutely. You, you need to have that like understanding of both sides and knowing the kind of those key phrases or things, not phrases, the tools that help support you. And one of the things for the listeners out there is, Robin has this thing called Mondays with Robin and she's so authentic on there. So some of the things that she goes through, she shares on there around kind of stories and things. And that's on Facebook and Instagram, I think. Correct. Uh, Yeah. Mondays with Mondays with Robin is uh, in my fierce happy women group and also uh, on my Phoenix rising healings on Instagram. And and so you'll see, you see the authenticity, right. Of like, yes, we, Robin's a happiness coach. I am a health and wellness coach, right? But we just like all of you that are listening have times where we have, we go into the other realm of like need to figure out, okay, I share that people should meditate regularly. And there's times where I don't meditate for weeks, right? And like get back into it and knowing that my best self comes out that way. And same with like you, Robin, I'm guessing is your best self comes out when you're in that state of happiness. Right. So what's next for you? Because what's that? So, you love to learn like I do. So, right. <laughs> um, so I just, I did over the summer, I did a, a Ho'oponopono certification course and I just started this, this past week um, an, an advanced practitioner course for Ho'oponopono. Um, I am in the process, I'm finishing up an archetype certification class with Carolyn Mace that I'll be certified as an archetype consultant. It's like we can like, as part of what I do, I can help you sort of understand the primary archetypes that you have at play, which are like these like 
global patterns of energy like like mother or superhero or like things that are like martyr like i say these words and we kind of know what they mean so all of us have like 12 different archetypes so so that's my so that so i'm sort of like these are my next certifications that i'm that i'm pursuing um I'm, I'm as a as a as a ther as a as a as a healer as a coach. I have a class starting on Thursday um, ab about uh, shadow work. We're doing shadow work, which is that darkness, the place that we don't want to acknowledge. We it's it's shadow work through each chakra, right? So 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 we we did the first chakra. We're doing now the second chakra. Like, what is your shadow? What is the what is the guilt? What are the things that you around your your second chakra is passion and and sexuality and and emotions and like what are you what are the rules that you weren't allowed to be emotional and and so it's it's a it's a deep dive into really what it means to be a woman in society as well as our own personal things um and that's like a it's a it's a super cool thing that we, we go through each chakra we go through each process there's we do work around it um I think I'm probably going to do a, like a like a like a smaller version of this um, at the end of January, and then probably at the end of February again. Um, so I, I I always have sort of things up in the air. Um, I, I I very rarely I'm sort of multi-committal. Like I just have a whole bunch of irons in the fire at any one point. This is why this is why Rob and I connect on a deeper <laughs> level than just. <laughs> As people that follow me know, it's like, oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. It's like, what comes? So be, since this is going to come out a little bit, like in a couple weeks from when we're recording, sure. can you share maybe some tips that people can use? Maybe two or three tips that people can use right now as they're waiting to get into one of your courses or, <laughs> or waiting to work with you. Because I know you do one-on-one -on -one as well. But what are some tips um, when people are trying to find kind of that, that idea around like self-connecting and, and increasing happiness. I think the first and the most important thing is to feel your feelings, like really feel them. Like, like we're, especially, especially as women, but like as the divine feminine is being birthed and rising in all of us, men and women, and we're healing the wounded masculine, it, it, that the feminine energy is allowing, is receiving, is, is, is being present. It's also that depth of feeling. And that's our superpower. And, and the more time we can spend really being in touch with our feelings and not like, like thinking about what, what am I feeling and sort of labeling it because then it takes us out of the feeling, but really like sitting in your feelings and allowing it to be okay, that's the first, that's really kind of the first step is having compassion for the person who's feeling the feelings and just sitting with it. That's, that's a huge, that's a huge, you can, if you could do that, you would, you're like halfway towards choosing happiness anyway, right? That's what we do. That's just the first thing I will say to my clients is how are you feeling? What, do, what are you feeling right now? What's up? Where are you at? Right? That is it. That is it. That is it. It's a standard because that's the, that's the crux of it. And, and we and all you know when we get in that feeling of like, we're with somebody that can really authentically and respectfully, like wants to know how we yes. feel. Right. It's like, those are the people where it's like instant feelings rush through when you're in that space where you're like, this person actually does want to see me and hear me and know what I'm feeling versus just the person for that. Right. Yes. Yes. 
and that and surround yourself with people who 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 do want to like honk your honk and really like that that's a key part of my growth forever has been that I had a tribe of people who like saw me and held me and could call me out on my stuff and also just be like there when I cried right like it was the tribe is super important yeah yep that community yeah right because you can't I it's very hard to be successful it's interesting because a lot of it's internal like self-work but it's like having that tribe around you that's also supporting you but doing their own self-work and all of that is so huge because I think a lot of times we might be in community with people that don't understand the work that we're doing right and so right. you can surround yourself. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, I guess, fortunately, I'm very grateful for this. I'm finding my tribe across the country through podcasting, yes. right? And it's like, oh, they're everywhere. The other night I was, I was having a tough night and I was like, I just want to reach out to one of the people I interviewed. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's really interesting that you allow yourself to kind of find that community wherever it is. Don't expect it to be in a certain space. Right. Yes. 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 And and the more the, the more you can show up authentically, the more you can do your work, the more you can clear stuff out. That's when your tribe is going to show up. And sometimes, like it happens that you have this like the, the the old tribe sort of falls away a little before the new tribe comes in, right? And there's that that sometimes that like sort of space in between that kind of feels uncomfortable. And again, we have to sit in the discomfort of that. Um, but you know, women, women are tribal. I mean, humans are tribal. That's the truth. But like in, in times of stress, our, our natural instinct is to, is to commune. That's a, that's so, and, and, and we're coming into now the third year of a isolating pandemic of like, we can't, we're not allowed to, to gather. Like we, we are used to so it's like it's being creative in how we allow that that tribe to flow but you're right having your tribe can be all we're global now right that we can have our tribe all over the place and it's super important to allow it well and it's exactly what you talked about right you were losing everything when right before your dark night like your community had like moved away you lost your job you're you was at the same time when you lost your wife, like you went I did. I, well, I left, I left my wife. I, I left my, I left my wife and my girlfriend. Like it was like a lot and it, it was a lot. Yes. And my, yes, it was a lot of loss. So that whole idea of losing to gain. Yes. Yes. So powerful. Awesome. I could talk to you for hours and I know we'll same. probably talk again. And so where can listeners find you? Uh, kind of. So everywhere. So I have a website, which is, um, phoenix-rising-healings.com healings with an s uh i have a facebook group called fierce happy women and it's just a group of super cool people who like we share stuff and there's like you know it's a lot of me talking but there's a lot of there's interactions and dialogue um I also have a meetup group of the same name, Fierce Happy Women. Um, I'm on Instagram as Phoenix Rising Healings. Um, I'm kind of all over the place. You have a new, new YouTube? I do. I have a new YouTube channel. Thank you. Phoenix Rising Healings on YouTube as well. So what I'm going to be doing is posting my Mondays with Robin from Facebook onto the YouTube um, as it comes out. So this Mondays, it will go out. It'll go up tomorrow. So um, my group gets it first because they're my group and I, I love them. <laughs> and anybody who's in my group, I just feel this kinship with. And then I'll put it on YouTube like the following Wednesday of each week. 
Awesome. So I will link all of those links in the show notes. It makes it easier to be able to just click on a button. Perfect. Um, That's awesome. But Robin, thank you so much for being here. And I know we'll reconnect again. And absolutely. I'm sure all the listeners got some great tips. And I know I wrote down some myself that were just like, oh, I like this idea. Um, thank you. So. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, I will talk till forever about this stuff because it's so important. We need this work right now. Yes. Really, truly, everybody needs it. So find Robin to get happy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Robin, for being on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. It was such a pleasure to have this interview with you and to be able to talk about the numerous things and topics that we got to cover from energy to forgiveness to emotions. It was such a powerful episode. To all the listeners out there, I hope you were able to grab some tips and things that you can do for yourself to help support your happiness and self-connection. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review in the iTunes platform. It helps keep us going and growing. Until next time, take care and sending off with love.